You're not listening to a healthy obsession. This is uh, Adam Thurwell, your weekly show. Got Tom Hurdle in the house and uh, European football correspondent Dino McGeady is in the building. Let's go. Welcome, gentlemen. How's everyone doing? Painful. Yeah, but. <laughs> <laughs> That sounded painful. painful. Sounded it sounded painful. painful just to say painful. <sighs> painful indeed. That came from deep. Yeah, no, that was a deep, a that was like honest. From, from the archives. Yeah. From the archives. <laughs> <laughs> so you've been in Vegas, mate, for the UFC, or what? Well, UFC-ish. I feel like I've been there for four months. <laughs> <laughs> UFC, the Euro final. Four days in Vegas is aggressive. Way too much for any man. <laughs> for any one man. Yeah, but you're not just any man. No, I'm a, I was meant to be on three different flights home as well. I got I got on the middle flight that was booked. Didn't get on the fourth one. Didn't Win- get on the third one. Hey, the are you one. a window or an aisle seat guy? Oh, I feel like a window wiper at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it was very strange getting on the plane with the only man with a parachute on the plane. <laughs> so, so yeah, that, has, has that been proven now? You can actually get on a plane yeah, with yeah, a parachute. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas? Heartbroken, or how are you feeling? Yeah, it's not the best Monday, is it? Well, I didn't think I cared that much before yesterday, and then it's bothered me ever since. It's been a what, bit of a struggle. What's bothered you most? <clears throat> uh, I, I think it's just you're that close and you lose, it bothers you because it's yeah. like you, I don't think we'll get back there again. You can smell victory, I can taste it. It was there. Could you? What does it taste like? Oh, well, it tastes like the Georgian dragon, so it was very tasty. But... <laughs> it tastes like a Cornish pasty. <laughs> been on some high for the last three or four weeks, though, haven't you? It's been, a, it's been. Adam said it earlier when we talked on the phone. He said, uh, he, he was, it's kind of a good thing that Euros are over now. It's time to cleanse and move forward. <laughs> Seems like it's been going on for ages. Yeah, it's such a, a long tournament. It was, it was pretty relentless. Because well, you're also not used to your team being in the tournament that yeah. long. Usually it's like, yeah, second round, quarterfinal, yeah. see you later. And this has like, gone on for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Longest I've ever been involved in a tournament. It feels like it actually started in 2020. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gone on for ages. Like, I surrender. I, can't, I don't want to go out anymore much right. like watching football. God. And I don't want to, no, no disrespect to the George. I don't want to go to the Jordan yeah. Dragon at least for like you know, a year until the World Cup 18 yeah. months Qatar yeah, yeah Qatar so uh, back from Vegas European football for now is over and looking ahead to the Premier League hey, are you excited are you already looking forward to the Premier League need a break from football now yeah, right. what else do you do with yourself well, actually I'm looking forward to the Premier League there's, there's been a lot of change so I think it'll be a, an interesting season mm. for me it'd be great to see all the fans back around it um, yeah, it will be good to see fans back in. I think it's going to be weird because we'll get into it more when we talk about England, but all these players coming back from their countries, like the English team, a lot of them are like really, really good mates now, but they play on top rivalry teams. Mm. And I find that's going, to be, that's going to be interesting to see how they all bounce back and revert into their own kind of bubbles again. Has that been happening for some years now where I think Keane criticises it quite yeah. often that the players are too friendly mm-hmm. you know whereas before someone would be smack maybe that's why the English national team never got on with each other they were kicking shit out of each other but <laughs> now yeah they're, they're pals up now and uh, some players have commented saying it was the best camp they've ever been a part of and their brothers and all that kind of shit. Declan Rice said it was the best five weeks of his life. Declan Rice the traitor his life <laughs> stop bringing him up too early in the show so Declan Rice still hasn't had a beer ever because he said he would have a beer if they won the tournament but they haven't won so he's still not had a beer oh, see, imagine how bad he feels today he was like one penalty away from a crispy pint a crispy a fresh crispy one imagine, imagine if that was his spiral that like he had his first pint and that was just the end he ends up like us yeah God. like a booze hound 
I can't. If someone's, if you brought a beer in here now and I said, "Do you want this?" I wouldn't. I'd throw up. I don't want to go near a beer. No. I've drank about four thousand Heineken's this tournament. It's definitely the first time I've seen you sober in a month. <laughs> it's minging. <laughs> don't feel sober. No, it's not good. It's not a good sign. But now we're detoxing. We're going uh, up to the woods for a cleanse. Yeah. Yeah. I am actually going to the woods. I am as well. Yeah, well, I'm, I don't know if it's the woods. It's Sedona, the woods. Are you going for a vortex? I'm going to the vortex. And Clean on, your soul. On Saturday, we're going to a silence retreat. What's that? You go somewhere for 12 hours and don't talk. It's everything. Sw- yeah, it's like meditation type of thing. Wow. Pam signed me up for it. <laughs> I think she just wants me to shut the fuck up. I was going to say, there's more to that. <laughs> so, her way of telling me to shut the fuck up. That'd be, I, hardly, that'd be very difficult. I don't think I know. No, I'm talking. 12 hours? Yeah, there's, there's 20 people in the room. Oh, so you can't have to say be, anything. Yeah, she'd have to be in a room with 20 people. Yeah, you sit and in just a room. not speak. Yeah, and I'd sit on a pillow. And just not speak. Yeah, and just, yeah, sure just stare at each other. Yep. Sure to get refocused. Man. Yeah. You, fan, you fancy that, Dino? No. <laughs> imagine, imagine. You're making me want to go back on the beer. Uh, <laughs> imagine some geezer about 11 and a half hours in just starts talking. You'd be fuming, wouldn't you? Uh, or someone just farts six hours. <laughs> it's not talking. It's yeah. not talking. So you're allowed to just fart and whistle. <laughs> I know, because that's making noise. Or farting yeah. is as well. It's a silence retreat. What are the rules? You just can't say anything. There's silence. Just is, it dark, is it a dark room? No, but I think it's like, you know, to get the music going and like, mm, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, you can't do that. No, you can't do that either. Yeah. yeah. Shit. It, it's to cleanse your brain, you know. There's not much you can do in this world without talking or using, like, sound. Yeah, I know, but this is to like, find a way to, for expression without talking. You should be fucking... <laughs> I'll be sat across the circle yeah. from someone. <laughs> Wanker. <laughs> Alright, so uh, should we talk about football, Dino? Yeah, let's go. Starting place, what do you reckon it is? Probably England, Italy? Probably the European final. The yeah. European final. And it was a, uh, a complex affair. That's a good way to put it, that complex. It was a complex affair from the word go. Mm-hmm. Dean, why don't you start us off? What, one, where did you watch the match? I watched it in the sports book in the Wynn Hotel in Vegas. It was, uh, it was great atmosphere because it was like probably 100 Italians and about I think 108 English. I don't know where they all come out of, but I just looked at all, all, all of their kids. Bit of argy-bargy between them during the game, like back and forth, yeah. no trouble, but created a good atmosphere. Did you ever see the screens down there in yeah, them big a, uh, sports books? Yeah, so. Yeah, it was good. Decent. But, um, I thought England, um, I thought they'd start, I was thinking this could be 3 or 4 nil. the way they started. Harry Kane looked sensational for the first, in the first half, but disappeared the second half. Um, I think maybe when Italy, Italy changed it up at half-time, England probably should have changed up for major, but it's easy to say that now after. I, I, don't, I, I agree with you, but I don't think it's easy to say it now. So when, when the line-up come out, there was a lot of debate over him going 3-5-2 or 5-3-2, you know, whatever you thought, right? Someone thought, oh, it's very negative attacking Lineup. I mean, but my first thoughts were it's a good it's a good thing because you're going to keep it tight early. All right, we got the goal, but from there you've got all the ability to then adjust. The Italians won't be able to adjust with all the attacking changes you bring on, especially when one 0 up. It was like, well, shit, the script is laid out for you. Just now, now go attacking at them and, and score the second goal, and it's over. But he, it was almost like he set himself up to do it, but he never acted upon the plan. He just kind of froze for me. I mean, look, we come out in the first two minutes and your right wing back crosses to your left wing back to go one up. I mean, it completely justifies the setup. Yeah. But. It was always a little sus- uh, suspect that they set up the way they did. They were so good in the first half. Mm-hmm. They just almost looked too comfortable. Yeah. Right? So, do you think, I keep hearing that word come up 
post-match, just in the different interviews from people reflecting, do you think that it was a lack of courage there, Dean, for him not to press the, the gas pedal, the accelerator, and really go for the throw? I just think Italy, I think, showed their experience and Italy grew into the game. Uh, but then again, there's another one for you. Do you think uh, England should have had a penalty? I think Sterling got clipped that time. Mm. And against Denmark, I thought it was very light. But yeah. I think against Italy, there was more of a, more of a brush on it. I find just before half time. I mean, yeah. I rewatched it today and I was thinking, yeah. that looks like a penalty to me. I think there's a lot of refereeing decisions that we'll touch on in a minute that, that I thought were questionable, right? Mm. But we, for the, to answer your question about the courage, yeah, I think he was scared to lose the game rather than confident to go and win the game. There's two different mentalities, right? Once we were winning, he was scared to lose. Whereas, I think if we'd have just gone at them and. and there was points in the second half where Chiellini was 15 yards outside of our box on the ball, yeah. no pressure. And it was like, fuck it, he's setting the piss. There was a couple of times Chiellini was overlapping on the left wing. What, Chiellini's bowing down the wing and we're not we're not punishing him with any pace up front? It's madness. It's overly, I think, yeah, it's overly defensive. And it's easy to criticise after the fact, maybe, but... Is it a bit of a recurring theme in Southgate's locker that he doesn't have that killer instinct to go and, and actually just finish the team off? What happened against Croatia? We were winning against Croatia in the World Cup semi-final two years ago and we got deeper and deeper and more defensive and gave Croatia control of the game and he didn't go and kill it. He's done it twice in two major games now. I think he's been excellent up until half-time of this game. I think, I think he's a very, very good manager. I don't think we should ever. I don't think there's any reason to change him. But that's something he's going to have to adapt in his managerial career. Like he's going to have to have that courage in big games, especially when you've got the hand he's got. It's not like he's got a bunch of you know scruffs on his squad. Like he's got some quality to go win the game. It, it was the stark contrast between the way they dominated the first half and they, they were terrible. The second half and extra time, they just offered nothing really. Do you think that now Southgate will? maybe look at some of those options a little bit more aggressively and, and sort of think back. Like, if you're Southgate now, what's your reflection of that match? Is it, oh, fuck, like I didn't put Sancho on or Rashford or Grealish early enough? Or what, what do you think some of those thoughts yeah, I think he, he, what Tom's saying there is right. He obviously kind of did, just didn't want to lose the game. I think he proved it by not even putting Sancho and Rashford on until the very last minute of extra time. That was basically like he was happy enough to get, get the penalties. You know what I mean? It seemed like both teams might have been. Maybe happy with a shootout because the, the extra time didn't offer much. Well, I think uh, when your man went off for Italy, wasn't him Chesney, is it? Chiesa. Chiesa, sorry, Chesney. Chesney for Coronation Street. Chiesa. He was causing all the problems. I think mm. when he went off, the game kind of just died out. Mm. Yeah, I mean, England didn't have a shot on target after the goal in the whole game. Is that correct? That's, that's bad. Is that a stat? Uh, I think I heard that stat. Didn't have any other chances, really, did he? Harry Kane didn't touch the ball in Italy's box. That's all yeah, stat. That's not good. That, that, that well, is, in the first half, he was dropping off and it was working great. It, 100% was good. But that, that's in all of his games that he's played for England, he's only had two games that Harry Kane hasn't either had a shot or been involved in a chance. Two games. The other one was like a 20-minute cameo in a friendly. So is this maybe not so much a talent issue or even a managerial issue, but it's just the psychological piece of it? Because even the players in the second half, all of a sudden they looked a little flustered on the ball mm-hmm. and there was not, there was no chemistry. In the first half, they were rolling the ball around. Like you thought, Italy never going to get the ball here. Maybe that's part of Italy's strategy is to say, hey, look, we want to down, not panic, have the ball because there's still a lot of this race to run. Yeah, I th- 
at half time I, I, I said I don't see how we <laughs> it sounds silly now I said I can't see how we lose this if we keep playing this way because we were just so even defensively when Italy had the ball we were so in control of how they were attacking they couldn't affect us centrally um, I just think it's a bit short sighted of Southgate maybe not to predict that the Italians would change because they adapted and they, they did they bombed on and they, they had nothing to lose they were 1-0 down so you, you, of course they're going to throw the sink at you alright maybe I'm going to call their bluff and throw on Sancho and a Grealish at half time now that's maybe aggressive 60 minutes get him on the pitch and now Chiellini's not bombing on as a, <laughs> overlapping on the left because he's scared that he'll be 2-0 so you, you throw a spanner in the works but we kind of just said okay yeah attack us do you, do you think Southgate has uh, shown a failure to adapt Dean? No, in fairness, I don't think he would have got. I don't think he would have got to the final without him. I agree with I, that. I think he had great game management right up, and maybe until the second half of that game yeah. there. But other, the, the looks of the Germany game, he handled that great. Yeah. Ukraine, I know they were roll over, still made the right changes in the squad. I thought, thought as well. I think he has a very, should definitely hit the World Cup. Yeah, oh, no, no doubt about it. I think he's he's got he's a very very good manager, and he got us where we are. But if we want to win a major competition, he's now in two big games, shown that same flaw. Is that a sign of his, I don't know, his DNA of how he attacks those big games? I don't know. Is it, is it, is it a defender himself? Isn't he? Yeah. So he's defensive mind regardless. For sure. So. Well, a couple of those teams that are going to the later stages, Spain and Italy, obviously Italy won it, but it seems like they're... The team management or the philosophy of the team now has gone back to being a bit more uh, offensive and attacking maybe than the previous two champions of the World Cup and the Euros, France and Portugal. Mm -hmm. Who were both a little bit more pragmatic, and and now are we going? Are we seeing a swing now back in international football where people want to go and attack again and win games? And Southgate's maybe not caught up with that yet. Were Portugal attacking? No, I'm saying they weren't. Yeah, okay, but Portugal yeah, yeah. and France were okay, not. Yeah, right? they were. They were yeah. yeah, they were much more defensive. Yeah. Italy and Spain in this tournament were more attacking. Were more attacking. Yeah. yeah, I think there were teams were going after games a little bit more. Where Southgate was sort of you know, a bit more cagey. I felt. In I games. agree. Mm. Say one thing, it was a fantastic tournament, wasn't it? It was yeah, a great it, tournament. It was, it was really good. It was probably the tournament I think I've ever enjoyed, most international tournament I've enjoyed. Well, yeah, and with England going for it, obviously you guys keep more of an interest going in it, but mm. uh, you kind of feel lost, don't you, today? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to, I don't <laughs> to do myself. For, for multiple reasons. I'm, I'm, right. I'm out of a job as well. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, we we may renegotiate that, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> what, what did you make of? So there was two, two things that bugged me in the game from a and we had a debate about it in the pub number one was the uh, the Jorginho tackle on Grealish now I at the time agreed with the yellow and I was quite and I had a few pints like so I was quite uh, adamant that I thought yellow was fair but watching it back a couple of times now it could have easily walked for that uh, easily walked this day and age it's a red card I think that happens in the in the Premier League especially any day of the week that's a red card there's yeah. no way after seeing a replay yeah. a referee has seen that and he's gone stood up and the man's on the floor it's a definite red card and especially when you look back at like the, the Sweden game where the, the lad got sent off for following through <laughs> on a clearance he got sent off for that there like, were softer red cards in that, that was soft and, and the other one that, that bugged me the more I've seen it is the one where Chiellini's got sack him. Oh, it's not. That's not a red throw. card. It's not a red card. The tackle is definitely a red card. But the Chiellini—that's I love that. That's, I know. Either way, that's no, experience. It's gamesmanship. It's, it's gamesmanship. It's the dark arts of the game, right? Yeah. But I tell you this: is that something in the future they might want to look into? Because 
you could actually really hurt someone. Sack pulling, was, it was in there. Well, he wasn't but, in, but he did a lot of space to run in there. But, but, but pulling someone back by their shirt, by the neck, yeah. if you think about Whiplash. that, <laughs> of, of all the other things that they call violent conduct, I mean, that is, that's a dangerous thing to do. Would you uh, want it to red for that? Not not an England fan perspective, but just try and be as unbiased. I think as it's the problem with it is it's not something you see that very often. So no, it's, it's, no. it's not something you now. If you see it starting week in week out, people pulling people back on the neck, it's a different story, right? Um, but I, I, I mean, imagine he got really hurt doing that. Imagine he was you know twisted his neck or whatever happens. Yes, nasty little tackle. You, you'd you'd say yellow for that. I'd say yellow, but just looking at it, I think he was. I think it was a good chance. That he was yellow, yellah, getting away from there. Well, okay, Chiellini wasn't catching him. No, but you have to give down to your lads credit, don't you? Benucci and Chiellini. Yeah, yeah. sensational. Yeah, I agree. Benucci was good at the end, screaming into the camera. What bits coming wrong? Yeah, <laughs> no rhyme at all. That's what I know. Yeah, yeah, like, need to get a bit of rhyme going there. But no, <laughs> they said they were sick of hearing the song all week. Did, oh, you, did you see him in the uh, in the press conference? after the tournament and he, he, he drank all the drinks he drank every drink that's why I don't mind him because you're not going to get that from any of the younger generation these days that reminds me of something yesterday morning our uh, our dear friend JC that's Joe Conway not Jesus Christ um, <laughs> showed up to the pub minging didn't he and he had a concoction of different drinks trying to get himself out of the hole yeah he had a a coffee a coffee a pint. Yeah, uh, a You had a water. Uh, there was something else. It, it was like typical Dean. You, yeah. you love to have at least three or four drinks on oh, When you're hung over, you need three or four in front of you. You dip your tongue in each one and see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so, so go on. You didn't finish the best part about the story of Joe coming into the bar. Oh, the seat situation. He, he, he sh- so he told him he had a chair, which he did until about five minutes before he got there. He was super late. And he showed up and he didn't have a chair. He was fuming about it. Actually, a couple of chair stories from yesterday. Um, one of them is very funny. I'll tell that one in a minute. <laughs> so he's, he, he's, he's got no chair, so he's a little bit, bit hungover, a little bit miserable, right? And out of somewhere, they've pulled out a camping chair, which was hilarious. <laughs> There's the waitress. Like, like a fold-out camping chair. He paid he, the waitress 20 bucks to go and get a camping chair out of a car, and he sat in a camping chair at the table. <laughs> That's why I like bars like the Jars and Dragon and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, I, I didn't funny. know he paid her for it. Yeah, 20 bucks. <laughs> Tom's chair story is much funnier. Do you want me to tell it or do you want to tell it? I mean, it's a, we, could, we could probably tag team this story. It, it's absolutely hilarious. So Bear in mind, we had to get to the pub by nine to make sure everyone got a seat, right? This was 9am, game was at 12. 12. Was it that busy down no there? Was, there was 150 people outside the pub waiting to get in. Queued up around the building to get in. So you were, by the time the game started, you must have been well on your way. Everyone was on their way. Everyone was getting there. So, so of course, game starts. Luke Shaw scores in the second minute. Second minute. So Everyone's going mad. Of course, the bar goes berserk. Everything's flying around everywhere. And we're sat, like, if you can picture this, listening, we're sat, like, horizontally down the length of, like, picnic tables. You know, just, like, two rows on each side of the table. We're nearest to the screen. (laughs) We're nearest to the screen, and Tom and I are next to each other. And they... Sorry, go on. I was on Doss's shoulders, yeah. climbing all over the place, goes celebrating. Everyone goes in, and everyone goes berserk. It goes on for 60 seconds, right? So the, the chairs are flying everywhere, right? And you just don't know where they are. So everyone sort of settles back down and sits back down. We're one chair light, and Tom can't find his chair. Can't find a chair. So he's so, so there, like loose change, trying to find his space. And he's gone, gone, tell him. How, you, how did you respond? Poorly. Very poorly. I should probably apologise to the people of the bar. <laughs> 
fuckers. I was like, money you fuckers has robbed my fucking chair, you weasels. He accusing everyone. <laughs> oh, mate, I was going after the guy with, the guy sat behind me with a scarf that I didn't recognise, I thought he'd robbed it. And David O'Sullivan's... Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Uh, his partner uh, said she knew who took the chair. She had a suspect, yeah. So do you want to know what happened to the chair? Well, I'm a knob, so I'm like, fuck it, so I'm stomping shit. I'm gonna stand up. So I'm standing in front of the screen watching the game. Because <laughs> so, I'm like, oh, someone will give me the chair back, so I'll be annoyed with me standing here in their way. Right. Didn't work. So five minutes go by, and all of a sudden, I just get a tap on my shoulder. So I was like, here's your chair. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> so the, the chairs have just slid down one. But the camping chair had folded up, did it? No, no, no. it wasn't a camping chair because we just had like pub chairs. Oh, right. But they'd all. <laughs> I was convinced it was the camping chair. No, they'd all slid down one person, so there was no stolen chair. We were just like missing monks that had gone too far down. So there was no one sitting on the very end. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> but Tom was ready to kill someone. It was absolutely brilliant. I was. He showed fuming. the true colours. So you couldn't even celebrate being one nil up for like... Well, I was fuming for about 20 minutes. About the and, then, and then when the chair came back, I was just embarrassed that I'd got the chair. So I just like, the rest of the half was a bit of a write-off for me. Yeah, also, yeah, didn't enjoy the second half. Or the first half. And they, well, all the people that stood outside, did they just bail into the pub and the garden? Oh, everyone, everyone got in, I think. Yeah, everyone. Yeah. Just everyone in. I think, yeah, he, the fire marshal, he broke code. The pub can only fit 150 people. There's at least 250 in there. <laughs> all right, we're going to hit a half-time buzzer. We're going to talk penalties when we come back kind of a post-tournament reflection, players of the tournament, all that kind of good stuff, and uh, some other I'm gonna shit. Need, I'm going to need a drink to talk about pens. You need a drink? Yeah. What will be? I'll try to have the beer. We're back on it. Got to get a large, <laughs> a large <laughs> whiskey. penalties. All right, we'll be back in a moment for the second half. Have a safe day. No, I, <laughs> I thought you were going to say it. Uh, you just, really are out of commission. I'm in, I'm in an emotional state at the moment. All right, so starting the second half, we're actually going to go a little unorthodox here. Tom, you want to start the second half with a... Sorry. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I'd also like to point out that half-time, I purposely didn't leave my seat. Well, Can't be stolen if you don't leave it. Well, you're also going to stick to it because it's about 110 degrees in it. I'm in quite a comfortable position here. <laughs> Spread eagles. <laughs> All right, so what is Sorry. What is it? Fucking penalties. Penalties. It's gone. We've talked about penalties a lot on this uh, show, and I have maybe given Southgate more credit than he deserves because I was talking about the science that he's been on and all that sort of stuff and <laughs> how many how much process have been through and the second he brought on Sancho and Rashford in the 119th minute I just felt like that is a bad 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 decision bad management and Tom do you know what I actually remember you going through set up and when Rashford missed his and he nearly started crying on the yeah. penalty spot I was thinking Tom said yeah. that's I'm not meant to react like this Tom, Tom's full of shit yeah I was, no. I was the first thing I thought because Brad, Rashford nearly broke yeah. it how many missed that penalty on like his face was just and, and Maguire well I'll tell you this Maguire it was impossible not to celebrate a pen that good was it was, that, was unbelievable that, was that the best penalty you've ever seen it broke the camera in the back of the screen in the back of the goal in, in a penalty shootout of the final it has Fucking to be up there but I prefer from strange. a centre back unbelievable <laughs> even if see the way the three lads missed if they had a done what he'd done and put them over the bar you can nearly accept that them short yeah. run ups that the three of them done so I, th- I think you've got to start with this for me when you bring on the two lads right you, br- you bring on Sancho you bring on uh, Rashford you wait. You've waited until the hundred nineteenth minute. 
So basically, after 110 minutes, you already had in mind that they might be taking them, right? So you've got that in mind, but you've thought, I don't fancy them for the actual game. I'll wait until they have to play as little football as possible and then take pens. As a player, whether they recognise that or not, subconsciously, there's part of them that said, he doesn't fancy me as a player right now. He just fancies me for a pen. I mean, I think Rashford said something in his quote that he came out today. He was like, I've had a bad season, you know, and I... He said something along the lines of like he questioned himself when he was taking the pen because he's low on confidence. So why is like, he even in the mix? So, so, there's two parts to that for me. Number one, why has he said yes? I'll take it. And number two, it's like sh- surely Southgate has had that discussion of like is he is he in the right place for this? Do you think it's um, a matter of Southgate just trying to be cute with things? Maybe like the over complicating things and uh, well, let's be honest. Yesterday morning, if someone said to you, "Who do you want to take two pennies?" Henderson and Kyle Walker or mm-hmm. Rashford and Sancho who would you pick honestly you go Hendo and Hendo and Walker for me I would you stop H- there going H- like Henderson takes him for Liverpool doesn't he he missed two weeks ago for him and I don't think he's ever taken him over Liverpool has he I don't know no it doesn't be wrong no. but, Sal- Sal- but you honestly telling me yesterday morning if someone said you're going to have Rashford and Sancho Henderson or Kyle Walker you pick them too yeah, I'd have to uh, again. Well, it's easy to say now. Yeah, that, that exactly. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, you're right. It's a good question. I think they, but when you put the context of they played less than sixty seconds. No, if you forget about forget yeah. about time, okay, forget about time. Yes, I go with what you're saying. Yeah. But it, that's it, not the point because yeah, they didn't have that it's time. Not the point. <laughs> <laughs> I just for me, I would. I, but you put and he's put them back to back as well. So one's missed, and now Sancho's stepping off to Rashford's miss, and Sancho's just thinking, "Don't fucking miss." Of course he's going to miss and it was a bad, bad, bad I think what got lost in this is Italy actually missed the fourth penalty. Mm-hmm. That's why I wouldn't want to be rubbed in. That's kind of got forgotten. Well, we were going to we, we should have won that penalty shootout. I mean, Pickford has saved two and we've not won it. I was quite surprised, Dean, you're a Man United fan so you've seen him kick plenty of penalties but I was surprised Rashford changed his style up. Usually just he's a blasting he's, penalty he's, taker. He actually right? said himself this morning he takes penalties in his sleep. He's actually a very good penalty mm-hmm. taker. Right. But, and I actually... I, I don't want to be hanging about the drive. I think if he puts that away, England go on and win the shootout. And it's, it's a matter of inches. He's the other side of the post. Oh, and it's, it's I, mean, like, I felt terrible. For keep, him. Keeper's gone the wrong way. He sold the keeper, and it's it's just the wrong side of the post, which is unfortunate. Do you think? Uh, what do you guys think about putting the pressure on Saka, nineteen years old, to to kick the fifth penalty, the deciding penalty? Same way, him. He put, he he obviously they don't get made do it. Like he asked, and he said yes. So. Obviously, fancy, but he had a good tournament up to them. Southgate's come out and said, like, he, he picked the takers. So th- that decision is on Southgate. He said, Saka's my man to go last. How do you feel now, about that as a coach? Strange one, because I think you've got two. There's so many different psychological ways of looking at it because you say, well, should Harry Kane be taking the last penalty? Well, maybe not, because maybe you want him to bang the first one in to give everyone confidence, because if it's someone that misses the first one, can go downhill from there. Yeah. Put your best guys first, right? Maybe. I don't know. I would have had like a Luke Shaw take one. Luke Shaw scored a goal in a game. He's Same a hero of the tournament. Yeah. He's been on the pitch the whole time. If he misses, everyone's gonna go, yeah, but he scored the first goal. He fucking he was brilliant. Like he yeah, just, yeah. Like it, it, he's got less pressure on him because he already knows. Well, we we wouldn't get to where I am without my goal. You pick someone like him, like Carl Walker. I'd have him take it because he's fucking. Have you have you listened to Carl Walker talk like recently? He's a very confident. He's a very level headed kind of man. I was surprised Greedlish didn't kick for the same reasons yeah. you just described. I don't think I, I I don't think there's a more confident player in the squad yeah. 
or someone that looks confident anyway than Jack Grealish yeah. Sterling as well is another one that normally takes penalties and shootouts or City so yeah. ah, look it's easy to say all this when it's, yeah. when it's but, but even Grealish came out today because he was getting he was getting ripped by uh, Roy Keane it was like I can't believe Grealish and stuff. And he, he actually tweeted yeah, I, 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 I wanted to take a pen right. and that's when Southgate came out and said I pick who takes them so, yeah. which it is the players never pick who takes them the manager picks what do you think about that do you think because there's been debate about that and I as a as a manager don't have a, a solution to it. It's, it's still what do you just say to, what do you say to the captain? You uh, tell me which one, which, which of the guys want to take it. Do, do, Who wants to I've, take it? I've done it, and this is obviously not in a European Championship with a national team, but with different teams, I've done it where six aside down the park. Yeah. <laughs> I've done it where I've said, "Who wants one?" How, how did you do it in Portugal? At the Port, Port, Portugal, we went with the three that we thought were the strongest, but it was also combined with, "Do you want it?" You asked them, and then I asked them, "Do they want it?" Hmm. Because. I think in that moment, they have to want to take it. We, lo- it, we lost that shoot. In fairness, Donald, you can lose gracefully that way and say, right. Yeah, we scored none out of three. Oh, Jesus. I missed all three. But it was Donna Drummer in goal because he's about eight foot six. It's German lad, right? He's, he's never, he's ne- he's yeah. never, um, he's never lost a penalty shootout either. Six, right? six penalty shootouts. Wow. He's only one. fucking fifteen. <laughs> no, it's outrageous. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's got the PSG now, so maybe he wants to watch. He's yeah. a class keeper, man. The oh, size of him goal. Look, imagine him like Sanko's about four foot. Donner Drummer's about nine foot. He's running up to take a penalty. Like it's <laughs> it's it probably Donna Drummer's performance at the tournament, especially in the final in the shootout, probably shadows what was a really successful tournament for a keeper that I didn't really have any confidence mm-hmm. in going into the tournament was Pickford. Yeah. But two of those penalty saves were world class, and he made a couple of saves during the game, which were just save before the goal. Save before the goal. The left hand down. Oh, yeah. Just got lucky. That's just yeah. little moments like that. If, you, if that hadn't have gone in, you would be talking that save for years. It'll be overshadowed. I think his performance because I. I I thought he was excellent in the shootout as well. He made two world class. I, I love to see the moment where for um, Jorginho's penalty. He's just he's, oh. hitting, he's hitting himself. Got no problem. No yeah, problem. Yeah, he said no he problem. Saves it then. No problem. Saves no, it. Delighted for him because he's an easy target, isn't he? For the English fans, to give him absolute abuse. T Rex, T Rex arms. I think uh, Jackie calls him. Is that right? I want to go back to I want to go back to the pen selection because as a player, Dean, would you rather, honest to God, would you rather the manager tell you you're taking one, or would you rather be asked? Dean's also player? Dean's also missed his last two pens. So. I've missed my last two, but I've no bother taking one again. Yeah, I'd like the manager to come over and say, "Listen, you, you fancy Does one?" Does that give you confidence? Yeah. You know, because so you feel like the manager believes in me. Yeah, come over. I, I want to take. Do you see actually perfect example? Someone put a video up when uh, Paul uh, Portugal in the last tournament. I think Manitio, I think his name is, played. Mm-hmm. The mid- didn't want to take a pen. Or Ronaldo says, Manish. "Come, yeah. come, come, come! You yep. hit the ball well." It's, it's and, and yeah, don't, don't, don't be scared. Don't we, be scared. If we win or we lose, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So, so obviously those conversations have gone on. They're in training, yeah. right? So if Rashford knows, like his comments afterwards, that it's not his confidence is low. He's not on the best. He should form. be saying that shit, shouldn't he? Not? I, don't, so I don't think he should be saying that. He should be saying like, I took it because I, oh, I was asked to take it, and yeah. I felt good about it. You can't afterwards say, oh, probably should my confidence. You can't that, use that terrible. as a bit of a back out. Like the confidence thing should have been brought up at training and said, look, if it goes to pens, you're coming off the bench to take a penalty for fuck's yeah. sake <laughs> hasn't, hasn't been my tournament I'm not ready for one right. no yeah at least then you've like you can wash your hands and say look I, I've done the right thing yeah. for the team instead of now you want to be a hero uh, maybe is that selfish I don't know I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think you can blame him because if, uh, if, I, got, if I got asked by the manager 
I mean, imagine it comes out that Rashford was asked or uh, Grealish was asked or whoever it is in the squad, right? Shaw was asked. Right. And they turned around, nah, don't, don't really fancy like a it. Oh, then the whole country's like, oh, you're a coward, you're scared. Yeah, but that's also internal, right? You can keep that in-house. Well, but there's not much that stays in house these days. Apparently now, uh, Mourinho said on Talk Sport yesterday that somebody, you wouldn't say them, somebody refused to take a penalty against Colombia in the World Cup. And really? And that's the reason why he didn't make this squad. Wow. Now, I don't know whether I think it may be Deli Ali or someone like that, mm-hmm. but they're saying that's. Which, look, I, I get that as well. Like, if you're a Marcus Rashford you're, or Jaden Sancho, you're goal scoring players, right? You, you, even if you're confident, their confidence is low, it's still a professional footballer's yeah. confidence, right? And they're strikers or attacking players. So even then, they're probably like, yeah, I want to fucking take one. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the same as well. At the end of the day, nobody all missed, but they were trying to be heroes. So yeah. if they had went the opposite way and they got the winning penalty. I love for the rest of their lives. So it's a big 100%. gamble. It's, it's for, for me. Listen, massive credit to them for taking them. Anyone that takes a pen in that situation is is a, is a massive, massive character, right? Brave. But still going to ruin your life for the next but, twenty years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never forget. But, but, but surely down the road, there's got to be a point where. Like, someone's got to figure it out, haven't they? There's, mm. there's got to be a process that works, but I don't, I don't think there is because the human element of it oh. is so it's, big. It's impossible to recreate. You can, pick, you can pick your five takers before the game, but how much changes in 120 minutes? Like so many things can change. Yeah, it's crazy. Course. And just on the walk up to the kick, yeah. I mean the crowd and the, the pressure you start thinking about it's, it's impossible to recreate that environment. I think mm. to practice in, right? You practice your penalties all day, but. I definitely think you're in a different state of mind if you're after being on the pitch for 120 minutes compared yes. to being watching the game like a fan for yeah, 190 minutes. I agree minutes. with that. I yeah. also agree with walking on the pitch and not kicking the ball and then having to take the biggest kick of your life. Yeah. To me, it's probably not a good management decision, but again, it's yeah. easy to say that now, right? I mean, it's it's easy to point the finger. So, doing the tournament, hey, you look, you're a genius. You pull these guys on to kick and Saka scores. He's yeah. a young guy. Fucking great, right? Yep. No one even talks about it. So, right. so anything else on the game that you boys want to add for our dear listeners globally? No, just once again, it's an unbelievable tournament, and I think that the way that game finished was just the perfect way to end the tournament. Ever had it went to England or Italy's way, it was just it was a nice way. The final to go the whole way is always good, isn't it? I thought Italy's. It was a nice touch from them to send uh, Spinazzola up to get his medal first. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that was a nice. I, didn't, I didn't watch the um, the trophy pick. But yeah, the cl- that was classy from them. And Dono Drummer got the uh, player of the tournament. Don't you got player of the tournament? Do you agree with that? No. Do you think it's the player of the tournament. That was no. a bit bold. I, I don't think. Uh, Who would you go with? Go Dino? They always go with it. They always go with the team that win the tournament. Mostly, I know Modric got it in the World yeah. Cup, but normally you go with uh, player of the team that won it. But I actually think um, there's a few good players. I think Luke Shaw was unbelievably impressive during the tournament. Yeah. Um, also, I know we got young player here. Uh, I want Pedri off Spain was very good. He was excellent. Yeah. Very good. And um, was can't say isn't Chesney is it? Chiesa. 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 Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's probably Italy's best player. Yeah, he was very good. Got a couple of winners. Then he got the, the two goals in extra time for them. He was unbelievable. Right? The pace he, he has with the ball was absolutely. He's one, to, he's one to watch. One yeah. to watch definitely. Yeah. He's only 22, 23. He's, he's young. Who would you go for, Tom? Who would you pick? With? Tough one. Um, if you've got to go, I don't agree with this. Like you've got to go with a team that won it because I mean Italy won it by the the, the paint on the post. No, usually you know that's what I mean? they go with. And you know, I, mean? I, I agree with you. Um, so for, so for me, I I would I'd, I'd lean towards a Shaw maybe. Kyle Walker um, was great as well. Say again, Kyle Walker. Yeah, Kyle Walker. Maguire was fantastic. I, I, I think the England back four, honestly. 
and, and even Pickford they conceded two goals in this tournament both of them from set pieces one was a corner one was a free kick which yeah. shows the sign of a bad defence doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean it's, no, it's, I, I think if Maguire maybe had played the whole tournament he would have been right up there with a the show yeah, he was excellent Maguire was very good considering so, he came into the tournament on fit mm. Yeah, on the back yeah. of an injury. Uh, up until, I don't think Sterling, I don't think anyone had a good attacking game he yesterday. Declan Rice, no, I thought Declan Rice was very good. Declan first was half, super, he was a maniac. He was super first half, he was everywhere. Declan Rice was the best player on the pitch until he went off. I thought he was good in the second half, even. Yeah. He, he wasn't penalty, attacking, He takes penalties for West Ham as well. He was the best player on the pitch. When, when, when did he get taken off in? Maybe tired legs. He covered a lot well, of guys. No, he, he does take the penalties for West Ham. There's another penalty taker. Yeah. Need to stop talking about penals. Let it go. I'm <laughs> still talking about Ireland winning penals back in 1990. <laughs> Packy Bonner. Would, would, would you not think uh, if you go in with a winning team, always getting a player in the tournament? Would you not look at someone? Uh, I thought it was the, maybe the position doesn't always get the plaudits, but is uh, Jorginho, who I thought was even very good against England. He's probably should have got sent off, but the whole tournament he was Italy's like the. Yeah. Metronome, he's just kept him ticking every game. He's, he's the enemy for Nina. You know, he's, he's going to have a horrible season in the Prem with fans back. Well, Everyone's going to be all over him. With Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. He was celebrating a bit much, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Because he plays in England. Do you, I think they need to watch the Oprah. Do, do you think that's going to be strange when pre season, like, because all these players have, what, two weeks, maybe three weeks off now, and they'll show back up to pre season? And imagine, like, who's at Chelsea with, with, with England, I think, through? Reese James. Yeah. Mason Mount. Mason Mount. Mason Mount. Oh, Mason Mount. I mean, he, those who show up for training. Like, I thought he was disappointing yesterday. I thought he was. Well, he's non-existent. I thought he was poor. Yeah, he didn't touch the ball. I know that his role's a little yeah. different. It's like a pressing player, but. but can you, can you imagine good. that? Imagine that first day back at training, like you're on opposite teams, and it's like, oh, you're being a right knob when you won the Euros. Like, like it'd be a bit awkward, wouldn't it? Yeah, I suppose that's football. It's football. not part of professionalism, right? And part of being a professional yeah. player. Still, and Jorginho seems like one of them that you never really would. He's kind of one of them players that goes under the radar from getting abuse off other fans. If you get me, yeah. it seems like, like someone that they'd start giving stick to. Yeah, maybe. Unlike the likes of say someone that's out there, say Sancho, he's going to get slaughtered, you know, <laughs> absolutely slaughtered. So all in all, it's uh, everyone's happy with the tournament, enjoyed it, and apart from you know Tom yeah. losing, but overall enjoyed it as a, a tournament. Yeah, I could move on from it. Yeah. <laughs> so I've had enough. Of Pr- it. Premier League starts back. Fourteenth of August, is it? Pre- yeah, Premier League's back in a couple of weeks. We've got um, charity shield. Isn't the Olympics? Don't they have football? That's Olympics has football, yeah. Yeah, but what, it's usually under twenty threes or amateur. 23s, I think an old uh, special manager will have to go out to Argentina. Messi winning the Copa America. Did you watch the game? I watched. I didn't watch the final, but I watched the semi final when they played Colombia. I watched the game and I was very disappointed. Standard. I thought it was just. No, I don't even think it's a standard. It's just the game was shit because of the shithousery going on. It was. The last 10 minutes was fucking wild. But there there were just tackles flying all the, over the place, rolling, it, diving. The statistic was insane. It was like 69 free kicks before <laughs> the 70th minute. It's insane. That's the one thing I don't like about South American football. The standard and the players are so good, but they get involved in the shithousery. It's like they're on the floor most of the time. It was wild, mate. Is it, is it me or not? Like, is it anywhere near as big as the European Championships? It just feels no. like to me like it's a little small tournament. But no, then I see this year it means so much to the likes of Messi. It's like it's it's a huge tournament in South America, no doubt about it. I think yes. uh, it does just doesn't get the publicity because it's always the same year as the Euros, right? Does oh. the Euros get it in South America though? Do you get me? Yeah. Do, do South Americans watch much of the Euros? I wonder. I, I think so, just because I, I only know this from my wife's cousins, a Brazilian, and they watch the Premier League and La Liga and European football religiously. 
and also there's Brazilian South American players in, in Europe leagues. right yeah. more so than players going the other way yeah. so I think it's the prestige around the, the European football but the also Euro- European tournaments that people mm-hmm. have more buy-in so that when those tournaments on they're marketed really well whereas Copper America that's nowhere near the attention from a marketing standpoint mm-hmm. that the Euros would so I think there's definitely an interest from a South American perspective but yeah, Copper America is massive, right? Because of the countries we, and the players. We said both. the football's over, lads, but we do have the Gold Cup. The no, Gold the Gold Cup. Cup. You, 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 right. Just what we thought when it was all finished. No, <laughs> did, no. did you manage to catch the USA against uh, Haiti? Haiti yesterday? No, I did not. 1-0. One, one one, one nil to the USA. They beat Haiti 1-0. Yeah, I was watching it on the slide. It's not great, that, is it? <laughs> watching it crying in No, Vegas. no, USA beat them 1-0. Yeah. It's yeah, not great. Oh yeah, that was it. It's so, not a good look. Uh, but but you chuffed for Messi, you know, gets kind of that notch now. Do you think it nudges him above Ronaldo? Mm. I think it, oh, I think the next World Cup, the last eight, well, we're so close to the World Cup, isn't it? It's only eight day months. Yeah. That's gonna be major. One of them can pull it off. I think Portugal have a lot to live up to after the way they performed there in that tournament. Yeah. Yeah. Argentina might ride the wave into the next tournament as well. They might, yeah. It's gonna be a, oh yeah, I keep thinking the World Cup's next summer, it's not, it's yeah, next it's, Christmas. It's Thanksgiving to Christmas. God. Yeah, so November to Christmas, pretty much. Don't know how I feel about that yet. Yeah. Po- podcast on tour. Yeah, there we go. Should we get like to Qatar? Qatar. Oh yeah, let's start. Correspondent Qatar. Anyone out there who wants to sponsor us towards get a trip to Qatar for the lads? Do you want to be our Arabic <laughs> correspondent? Dude? Oh yeah, we'll I, f- that I feel like that, that's probably the worst place we could possibly go. We just love so. to go and drink and watch football. What's it's not going to go down we, well, is it? What, what, just stop. We. we we're well used to the hot weather. They're set, they're set up beer towns, I think. Beer towns? <laughs> yeah, soccer fan, like, fan zone. Yeah, they're going to let people drink and stuff like that. Oh, they have to. Yeah, yeah there's no way to do it. They're building a city where the final is going to be. It's not even built yet. They're building um, a city. Does it exist? They're, yeah, they're building um, pop-up strip clubs and everything. <laughs> <laughs> you sponsoring those can one of those strip clubs sponsor our flights and uh, get us over there that's Dean on the side of the side of the highway with a tent yeah a little sly strip club this will come around in no time oh yeah it'll be mm-hmm. flying around in the meantime we've got 6v6 World Cup in Cozumel yeah do you want to come would you want to go to that and be our commentator yeah oh, we need like to, we need to, want to commentate on the games, games. Yeah, can you give me a 994? <laughs> That's a visa for anyone that doesn't know. All right, so b- before we wrap the show up, uh, we've, I've got another hot-ish topic or a hotter topic. You said it was the hottest topic. I don't know about that, but it's definitely a hotter topic. I hotter? Yeah, I think, it, I think it's important to end this tournament right. on the right note. We've we had an interesting four weeks. It's been fun. But I think the, the topic is is Dino. And yeah. Dino, uh, your experience, how was this experience been like for you being on the show? You, we've got great feedback about you being yeah. on the show. Have you enjoyed your first venture into broadcasting? Do you see a career blossoming out of this? Oh, yeah, I really, <laughs> really enjoyed it. And I have to say, as much as I like watching them, um, Watching the football, anyways. When you know you're coming on the show, I thought you were gonna say telly. No, I tell you, no. <laughs> no, but I, I like watching matches, anyways. But when you know you're coming on to talk about it, you kind of have a bit more of an interest that, like, even halftime stats and stuff like that come up. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, really enjoyed it, lads. Uh, thanks for having me and. Thanks everyone out there that's been listening for the last month. I hope I didn't annoy you too much. Yeah, I think you've got a big fan base. I think you're yeah. the real talent behind yeah. the show. Six fans. <laughs> only fans. <laughs> yeah, Dean's got his only fans. <laughs> what would you be doing on your football only fans? Oh, stop. Just, oh, just, just having uh, different wanks in football shirts. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, Change the jersey every day. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll leave it on that now. <laughs> That's probably the right way that's, to end this. That's how we're going to leave Dean's podcasting. Tom, Tom what, are we gonna, what can we tell the listeners they've got to look forward to from now? There's no football for 
football. Well, there's not no football. But I think that's the best. Th- this might be the best four weeks of the show coming oh, up. Do you know what you get to talk about your uh, twelve-hour silent trip? Yeah, we got. We're gonna have loads. I'm to gonna report about. back on that next Monday. Oh, full report. Silent, re- silent retreat report. Can you just record the best bits? Well, won't be nothing going on. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll, that'll be the podcast. I'm gonna go twelve hours go of silence, paddleboarding all weekend. Paddleboarding. Yeah, yeah. Well, just by yourself, reflect. Yeah, reflect just all the way out, dip my head in some holy water. And <laughs> Should we go to Mass maybe on Sunday? I think Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. <laughs> Every day. Signing up for a fucking monkhood. You, 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 monkhood? <laughs> Is it called a monkhood? I don't know. What happens when you become a monk? Because it's a priesthood. If I, th- you're in, I think you become monked. You're a monkey. You're monked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's it. Anything? Any more for any more? Tom, you got any little final stuff or pieces for us? No, I think that's it for me. I'm a, like I say, the show, the next four weeks is going to be brilliant because no football talk. Just it's going to be going back to transfer, transfer updates, transfer updates. None of that. Just me and Adam talking about life and uh, <laughs> grocery shopping. Back to that. Like that. All right. I do have some groceries I want to share. We appreciate everyone sticking with us for the Euros and listening to our bollocks, and we will be back next Tuesday. Thanks, thanks, Dino. Thanks for having me, lads. All good, all good. Let's go.